and welcome to the first episode of Live from the Night Owl Flashback. I'm Mandy MJ, your host and finally your game master. First, we wanted to give a shout out to the City of Mist game designers. We'll be giving you a shout out on our City of Mist show as well, but thank you so much for listing us as a recommended actual play podcast of your game. We've really enjoyed playing and delving into the world of City of Mist and already can't wait to play more. Next, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so follow us to keep up with new episodes and behind-the-scenes pictures of our play sessions. If you're able, please leave us a comment or review on any of our social media or on iTunes or Google Play. We'd love to hear from you. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Three years before the crew of the Night Owl brought the Twi'lek Kavaskara into their company, the G9 rigger flies through hyperspace around the inner rim. On board, the Rodian ex-pirate Kelko, the human Padawan Evelyn, the murder machine droid Baxter, and the Tegruta gun-for-hire Amira, their newest member, all prepare to find their next job. Force points. No destiny points. One dark side. I legitimately do not know what they're called. One dark side. One light side. Have you been rolling? Light side. Okay, so all right. I need need another light side. Oh, you got it. Two light side. Oh baby. First first time I've been. You got it. Yep. Okay. They're all in. We have six points total, I think. Yep. Four, four in the light side. Wow, I think that's the most we've ever had in light side, and I'm GMing, so hi. We had, we had a, we, no, we had a ton last. We had yeah. eight last time oh, we played. Really? Oh. Did we have six light and two dark or something? Yeah. Like that? Oh my gosh. We all rolled two of something. It was great. Yes. All right. Well, welcome to live from the Night Owl flashback. Um, so. Our Life from the Night Owl takes place in 10 BBY, correct? That's yeah, what we did. Like All right. That. So this is 13 BBY, three years earlier. So first what I would like to do, especially because we have a new character, is kind of go around and just talk about a little bit about what's different about your character right now from... The current series, so we'll we'll go around this way, so Caitlin has time to think. So Cody, yeah, so Kelko um, is fresh off of getting his life destroyed by the Jedi, so he hasn't quite let himself go as much as he has in the regular game. So he's a little bit more trim still. You can tell he's kind of starting to get a punch. You know, you know which direction he's headed, but he's not there yet. Um, but also his clothing is a lot different. So he's wearing more traditional piratey clothes. So you know he's wearing kind of. Tighter white pants with you know knee high leather boots. Um, definitely has a um, button down shirt with kind of lacy sleeves that's usually <laughs> left partially unbuttoned, and then like a big heavy leather jacket that he always wears. And uh, slung at his side is a giant slug throwing pistol. Wow! So three years did a lot for Kelko. <laughs> Things got a lot worse for Kelko. In three years of no longer being the king of all pirates, yes, things got much worse. This is him right after that. So you would say... It's five years after that. He hadn't quite let himself go. Okay, those last three years were hard. He hung on on as long as he could. He hung on as long as he could. You can tell his, like... Jacket's starting to look rough, you know. But I like to think Baxter was the turning point because Baxter he's like the turning point. he now has someone to protect him, so he doesn't need to care anymore. Right? That's why he stopped carrying the slug thrower. Oh. 
Poor Kelko. All right, so uh, how's Baxter doing three years earlier? So at this point, Baxter has only existed for one year. Um, he is still pretty much completely subservient to Kelko. He like will basically follow any orders. He hasn't hasn't yet begun to like start doubting Kelko or start like kind of asserting his individuality. He still looks like a monstrosity. Um, and that's yeah, that's really about it. All right, and Evelyn. Three years prior. Uh, well, she looks more like a 15-year-old than an 18-year-old. So she looks just younger, um, more spry. She's got a baby face. A <laughs> little bit. Aww. She's starting to grow into herself. She, she's past that awkward phase that everyone goes through, but she's still not, like, comfortable in her body all the way yet. She's also much more... She's also much or much more confused of where she's at and conflicted in a lot of ways. She hasn't taken all of Kelko's messages to heart yet, so she's still trying to excuse me, leave that balance between I'm a Jedi, but I also need to murder people to eat. Hopefully I can do that justice. All right. And uh, then we have our, our newest character. Cannon fodder. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, so our, our magnificent GM from Live from the Night Owl, Caitlin, who are you playing today? I am playing Amir Josto. Um, she's Chiss, so she has blue skin. Um, and hers is like kind of light, light, silvery blue. Um, she's got red eyes, um, like all chis do. She's got long, wavy black hair, um, and she um, would be wearing um, like a worn white button-up um, tucked into like tight khaki pants and boots, um, and she's got a light brown hat that kind of like uh, curls up at the edges, um, and a long brown duster. So, I'm dumb about Star Wars stuff, and I think things in reference. So, is that the guy from Clone Wars that... Is that the race Thrawn? from... Thrawn? He's the same race as General Thrawn. Is that the, is that the one dude that was, like, a pirate? No. Uh, no. Hang on. We're, we're going to take two seconds to look this up, because I like visuals, and I think visuals are important. But while I'm looking this up for a, a picture reference, about how old would you say she is? Um, probably early 30s. And she's wearing a red shirt, you said? No. <laughs> Funny, but no. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Not who I was thinking of, but I know who you're talking about now. Um, and, uh, oh, the other thing we didn't talk about, what, uh, what is she? So, uh, you know, we have a, a mechanic, a uh, droid who kills everything, a Jedi. What, what does, what's her name again? Uh, Amira. Amira. She's a what gunslinger. Does, she's, she's a gunslinger, too. Yeah. Let me just take a note so I remember your name, because that's important. That's good. Okay, so right now you guys are uh, flying kind of around the outer rim. Uh, you have uh, two crates, a crate of glitter stem and a crate of lisi that you got from your last mission. Um, so... That was that was payment. So you are, I would say you're probably kind of thinking of maybe finding a buyer, but just kind of around the outer rim. So y'all are on the ship right now. Uh, what would you guys be doing if you're just kind of flying off? <laughs> so um, did, I, did I hire you to be a gunslinger or did I hire you specifically to pilot the ship? Um... <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both because you're testing out 
Baxter's Baxter's new, right? Yes. So you're like you want backup in case like Baxter malfunctions because he's still like the proto. But you do know about flagships, then. But yeah, that was like an extra incentive to be like, I'm gonna hire you. (laughs) Gotcha. So then I would be sitting like up on the bridge of the ship, which looks a little bit better than it does while we're playing, but it's still very rough, and there's still a lot of little intricacies you have to work through. So um, I'm explaining. So you see that. The wrench attached to the stock, that, that is the yoke. And if you want to accelerate, you pull on the thing that kind of looks like a space train horn. I, That'll I, make you go I faster. I, I got it. And then when you want to stop, what you do is you just push the big I, red I, I button. I ain't an idiot, Calco. Okay, I assumed my ship was a little unintuitive. My bad. <laughs> the thing barely flies. I just wanted to, but fine. So I just kind of shuffle over and sit in a seat and look a little huffy. Because of the disrespect. She was playing a game of like solitaire on hollow on the hollow and she like go like she like put it down like while she was listening to him and she like pulls it back up and starts playing again. I want you to understand that you're not going to be paid to play card games while you're flying the ship. You know, I guess there's nothing to hit in space. What do I know? <laughs> Alright, so that's what they're doing. Baxter and Evelyn? What are you guys doing? Well, Baxter is down in the engine room because Calco told, told him to try to go fix something that's broken. And But Baxter doesn't know how to fix anything, so he's just trying in vain to fix this oh. thing. And it's just not working. Searching the memory banks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Evelyn? Evelyn's up in her room doing that thing when, you know, like, you're trying to study, but you're staring at your phone. So she's trying to meditate, but she's staring at a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> is it, like, floating next to her? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Um. So I guess uh, while you're all kind of doing your stuff, um, y'all are getting hailed. If you want to answer it, just so you know, if you want to answer, it, you just have to plug in the microphone. It's always on, but we don't have a mute button. <laughs> all right. Hello. All right. So um, on kind of like a video screen in front of you. There is a female Rodian. She's roughly 50 years old. Um, and this is somebody, uh, actually, uh, Kelko, can you roll me? I'm just going to say perception. Okie dokie. And I'm going to make that a two difficulty. Ooh. Yes, a two difficulty. Gotcha. Uh, I succeed with. An advantage. One advantage. Nope, I succeed just normal. I normally succeed. I can do math. I can add basic numbers. Yeah, no, that's what it looks like. Good. Uh, So, good job. You recognize this person. This is uh, from your pirating days. Uh, This is kind of, I I think you would think of her as like an old general of yours. Um, And what you remember of her, because you did succeed, is... um, she used to be uh, a very pretty Rodian, so like bright royal blue skin, uh, just beautiful stars in her eyes, absolutely gorgeous. Um, but she doesn't look that way right now. Um, sh- her her skin is is very dull, and uh, as are her eyes. Uh, she's wearing like a space onesie with like one just giant robe. Like it looks like she's just swathed in like clothing right now just like cloth and what is her name her name is zunai zunai it has been many years (laughs) i kind of assumed you had died when the rest of my crew died (laughs) well 
You would have assumed wrong, Kelka. <coughs> um, do you, are you alright? You kind of sound like you're not doing so hot right now. Um, she, she is, is, you can tell she is really, really struggling right now. Look, I, I didn't know where else to turn. I, Kelko, I need a favor. Well, favor, all right, I guess we can do a favor this time. Look, believe me, if I had any other choice, I would have contacted someone else. I believe that. Me too. <laughs> Me three. Thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> Anytime. I need somebody who can go down to a planet and get medicine for me. I was recently on the planet Arcania, and I, I contracted a virus, and there's... Uh, my droid can't do anything, and you can see in the background there is a medical droid, uh, and and that appears to be the only person with her at the moment. Gotcha. Would this be the same planet where you contracted the virus that we're gonna have to go and pick up the medicine? It is. <sighs> Funny how you didn't mention that. Well, there's only so much I can mention, and, um... I, uh, specifically you two, because you guys are down in the cockpit, um, if you guys want to roll another perception. Difficulty still out. Um, I'm gonna go with the difficulty three on this one. Gotcha. Alright, I got a whole lot of failures. So so I, that's not failures. Are those threats? Those are threats. So I succeed with one threat. Okay. I fail with... Okay, so as far as uh, Amira knows, she she seems to to just be a sick Rodian who um, probably her mind's a little frazzled right now because um, because of this illness. Uh, but Kelko, because you've known her for so long. You notice that she, you can tell she's got like a tick, like one of her, uh, one of her like stalks is, one of her ear stalks is twitching. And, and you know that she is definitely not telling you something. Gotcha. What was her name again? Zunai. Look, Zunai, I'll, I'll totally do this. You know, I feel like we have a history. You did a lot of good work for me back in the day. But you, there's something you're not telling me here. And, you know, I, I might get poisoned going down to that planet. And I'm cool with us being friends, but I'm not going to kill myself for you because I definitely don't like you that much. <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah, I know, right? So, so Zunai, cause she, she, she coughs more and, and kind of looks off to that the side. Cough is real? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You you think that the, she looks very, very sick. Gotcha. Zunai reaches over and uh, sh- just with the bare minimum effort, uh, kind of like if you're Skyping, like it sends, like her picture kind of goes down oh, to the bottom and she's sending you like a main thing. Oh, so this is an old disease. It's called the arcane virus. And she shows you guys uh, just like a very, this is kind of like um, what the specs would pick up, what the medical droid picks up. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's been mutated. Uh, there's there's an old medical factory, and there is I I don't know who he is, but I was doing a job, and uh, he he stabbed me, and this is this is definitely it's the same thing, but it's mutated. And so it seems to only be, and she kind of brings up this, this other image of what the medical droid has found, um, which is just definitely, definitely looks a lot different. Um, the first one was like a, a ball, like a little fuzzy ball kind of, and this one is like a spiky ball. So all of the like little fuzz is like pulled out. Yes. Yes. So to Amira's untrained eye, it looks scarier than the first one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So whoever this guy is. He is, he's doing something with this virus, and it, I am completely quarantined. It seems like no one else on the planet has this, so we think it cannot be contract, it it can't be caught through, you know, normal means. So, but that's the guy you're going to want to watch out for. Gotcha, so I don't have to worry about getting poisoned by the planet. I have to be worried about being poisoned by whatever this dude is. Yes, yes. She kind of, she moves her hands again. I was doing a job for the government down there, and they needed me to get into this medical building and pick up some uh, some supplies, which is where this guy is. I'm sending you over blueprints right now for the building, so you guys kind of have an idea of what you're looking at and where you're going. Um, and as she reaches over, uh, the medical droid, uh, who appeared to have kind of been, like, asleep in the background, kind of pops up. Zunai, you should not be awake right now. And he comes over, and it appears like he is going to shut that off before she gets the blueprints to you. Droid, do not do that. We're having a very important discussion (laughs) that would result in her being made better. I'm sorry, but... She needs her rest. Uh, and the transmission cuts off. Oh. So, what you did get, what, what did get sent over to you regardless, is you guys got uh, one floor. So, she was able to send over one floor for you guys of this building. Do we have the location of it on the planet? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of the information is that she was able to get to you guys real quick was... This is the planet, this is where it is, and this is kind of where you're looking. Cool. So I'm going to get on the ship's comm system, which I believe we've established is like a big horn that just runs through the ship. <laughs> just go, Baxter, how's the repairs going? Uh, not well. I'm, I'm having trouble figuring out this thing. Baxter, are you holding a wrench right now? Wrench? Baxter, come up here, please. <laughs> okay. Evelyn, wherever you are, meet in the kitchen. We all just kind of go down to the Okay. All right, guys, so here's the deal. We're, we're doing this work pro bono, kinda. I don't... I don't like it. Did you hear the kinda on this one? Kinda. I, I don't like it. That's fine. It, are you talking about the mission in general? I, well, yeah. There's... Great. Did, did I pay you to like missions, or did I pay you to do missions? You didn't pay me to get killed by a biological weapon. I can tell you that. 
That's what this sounds like. This one right cool. here is an example of a gunslinger that's scared to get shot, which is very I, ironic. I'm scared to get shot. I'm scared of that virus that we saw there. This one's a lot more whiny than the last one. That's true. Excuse me, you can shut your mouth. Now, Evelyn, that was rude. <laughs> We've talked about that. You scare off new people sometimes. <laughs> but I have a compromise, which is Baxter, Murderbot9000 over here, he cannot get viruses. That's, well, that's a not point. human viruses or rodent viruses. Well, Baxter, context <laughs> clues. We were talking about specifically a biological virus. You don't tell me anything. <laughs> He's a work in progress. We're making that. we're making honest efforts. But like my him. point is, if we ever run into the dude, Baxter's dealing with him. I can. Deal All with right. Him. Baxter can deal with it. But anyways, so we have this plan you want to... Wait, what does this guy look like? Which guy? The dude that Baxter's going to take care of. That's a good question. I assume he is wearing a lab coat. <laughs> assume? So kill anyone so... with a lab coat. Got it. Baxter's got it nailed down. Baxter, wait. They are going to a medical facility. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of people with lab coats. What that means for you is kill anyone with a lab coat and a syringe. Are we good? Okay. Hold up, so is this an evil pharmacist we're attacking, or an evil doctor? They look the same, so yes, either one. If it has a syringe and it's walking towards us, Baxter's gonna kill it. Hopefully this is not an overly populous... What if they're walking towards us and don't have a syringe? They're, they're good, then. That's fine. Or if they're walking towards us with a syringe and don't have a lab coat. Okay, a valid point. Baxter, if anyone walks towards us with a syringe, kill them. Okay, with a syringe or with a lab coat. No, no, no. Lab coat doesn't matter now. I was wrong. Syringe, kill. Or, if I look at you and scratch my top left antenna, which is not the one that I was scratching, over here, kill everyone around that isn't us. Right here. Right now. Okay. Please, not us. Not her. She's expendable. Hey. Not no, her. not her. Not her. Okay. Don't kill her ever. Okay. I have neither a lab coat nor a syringe. Unless I scratch my right ear, that means she's dangerous. Kill her. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Next question. What if they're walking towards us with a lab coat and their hand in their pocket suspiciously? What's the state of your scanners? <laughs> Shouldn't you know I'm this? I'm suspicious. <laughs> um... Gosh, you're really not good at picking up on subtle social cues, are you? No. I don't think you programmed that in him. Could I make a mechanics check to put a syringe <laughs> scanner in him? <laughs> I, I'm kidding. We don't have to have a syringe no. scanner. No. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to let you do that. Um, oh, he's totally infecting us with a syringe now. <laughs> so, can we get eyes on this place? Like, fly over it? So, okay... So, um, yeah, I invented the texture skin. <laughs> no. Okay, so, really quick, let me do this real quick. So, what, from what she has relayed to you is that, um, and this is just through the blueprints that she sent, you guys were able to see, um, I'm, I'll let you, I'll give it to you guys. Y'all were able to see, uh, you know how, like, on Blueprints, they have, like, here's the name of the place. Mm -hmm. And so so the building that she has sent you guys, it's the Adaska Biomedical Corporation office. And 
That sounds populated. It sounds populated. <laughs> um, so it is. It is a building. Um, so you guys know that uh, it's it's very close to um, the capital. Uh, based on what she's given you, it's like it's about fifty miles out from there. So there is a place that you can. Uh, there, there's a place where you can go and uh, and stay if you need to. Um, I would say if you want to eventually get eyes on this place, uh, you'd kind of have to do what we did in an earlier session where you'd have to kind of do like a slow flyby. Um, but uh, first, I'm going to have you guys do a... Let's go with a knowledge core world. Well, is is gonna... it a core world? I was going to do that anyway because it, I it want is to know core world. if there's like a war going on on the planet. Yeah. Oh. How difficult is it? Um, oh yeah, I have to roll purples. <laughs> <laughs> Only roll um, greens. Still fails. <laughs> Probably. You know what? Since it's a core world, I'm going to say it's a two difficulty. But... <laughs> I, I know, I was waiting for that. No, um, I'm going to let Evelyn get a blue die because there is a possibility she's heard of this place before. Things like threw up on Coruscant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two successes. I wash all the way. No. And then I get to I... this one because I only have one. Uh, I have one success and one trap. One I have one success and one threat. Are you one missing six. a die? I am. I don't know where one of my three Uh-oh. Uh, so everybody succeeded except for Evelyn? Never heard of it. Is that? Okay. <laughs> Shocking. Okay. So, um... I learned a lot about or, a lot of planets. Or she forgot. Real yeah, I was also, like, under the age of ten. That's okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. It was it was worth a shot. So, um, okay. So, Arcania is, um, it's very much like Hoth. So, very cold, icy. Um... It is a part of the colony's region, um, which I think this is hilarious. That that's the kind of uh, that's the region where like you have something like the Garden World. So that's literally where just like everybody gets food from this one world. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, Arcania happened to be a mining world, so they used to get a lot of like gems and things like that. Uh, so they have a lot of like mountains and cliffs because of their mining and stuff like that. Uh, the important thing though that three of you know or find out uh, is that it tried to remain neutral during the Clone Wars, uh, but it quickly submitted to the Empire. So this is not necessarily going to be the most friendly world for you guys. Um, let's see. So the separatists claimed it because it was a mining thing, and so now it has an imperial presence. Correct, like correct. And we are we're we're quite a few years after the Clone Wars, I believe, at this point. Um, but it would have been advantageous 13. to like make it for their droid army. It stuff. absolutely would have been advantageous. Okay. So that's what you guys know about the world. Um, There's nothing about a war, right? There is not a specific war there right now. No. Um, can't believe you knew more about this than I did. Not you've been alive for all of a year. And maybe he programmed it into him. Yeah, <laughs> he reads the databanks when you guys are sleeping to catch up. On when he's life. not using his crank. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to read and crank at the same time. <laughs> we really should replace that crank. It's getting kind of annoying. <laughs> um, 
And then the one other thing I'm going to give you guys, because uh, most of you got successes, um, you know that Imperials have been shutting down production on a lot of the worlds that have things like factories uh, because they want to control like who is working in there. They want to make sure that the workers are Imperial workers. They want to... This is a medical facility, so they want to uh, monitor the medicine prices, things like that. Artificially driving it up. Correct. Correct. So you guys know that Imperials have started to become involved with these kinds of businesses, especially ones that are now uh, a part of the Empire. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, so what it sounds like here is we can make a flyby, check it out, see how many people we think are there. And then we'll land someplace in the city and, and I guess just walk up on it, see what we get, you know? I mean, worst case scenario, we get turned around during the daytime and night we come back, knock the place over. Well, are we supposed to be tourists? Well, okay, so you don't look like a tourist. I don't look like a tourist. He looks like what he looks like. And Evelyn does look like a tourist. So, Evelyn should totally be the one to walk in there during the day. <laughs> oh, Evelyn, are you ready yeah. for a solo mission? Is this her first solo mission? I would yes. say yes. <laughs> are you ready for a solo mission with Baxter nearby? I don't know. He looks pretty weird. Well, he won't go in the building with you, but he'll be, like, just outside trotting around. That'll still look weird. <laughs> no, I mean, just doing droid stuff. Um, Just make sure if you need help, scratch his left uh, left <laughs> stock. Okay. <laughs> I think I like him more now. <laughs> I'm also going to give you guys a chance to roll Xenology if you would like. Oh, to. yeah, that's so not going to work at all. <laughs> and I would say, I don't think anybody gets a blue die, and this is a three difficulty. Oh, great. Yep. All the more reason for me to fail. Which mm. I... It's a straight wash. No, I fail with Nada. a lot of threats. I got three threats. I know a lot of wrong stuff about whatever alien we're encountering. <laughs> I that think it is. Wow, that is actually a success with a threat. Oh, come on. <laughs> Alright, so it's a three difficulty xenology if you would like to roll it. Your your knowledge got way worse this time. <laughs> I just... It's just okay. I didn't think I was going to make that one, but he did. Yeah, okay, so so the only person... So, Kelko, apparently you uh, have programmed Baxter with a lot of knowledge that you didn't realize that he had. Um, Baxter, what you know about uh, Arcania is there is actually uh, their own population there and their own uh, their own sentience. They're, they're called Arcanians. Um, they actually... I can bring up a picture... Um, for you specifically, um, but I would say if you, I would say like, think of Slytherins when you think of them. They yeah, that one on the right on the left basically looks like Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so so very white, I mean. so very white eyes, uh, white hair. Um, Targaryens. Kind of, <laughs> you could say Targaryens. Um. They, uh, where was I going with this? Um, how many successes did you get? Just one. Just one? Okay. Um, 
Did you get any advantages? No. Okay. Correct. Nope, that's okay. Um, so, so they... <laughs> what are you doing, Baxter? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know that, um... They are, they, they consider themselves like the very pinnacle of evolution. They are very much, they like pure-blooded Arcanians. That's a thing. 100% Slytherin. <laughs> they are 100% Slytherin. Uh, very, very smart. This, since this is a, a factory world, they are very prosperous here. And... So they like they lean manufactured and six sigma the crap out of all these factories. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it is rumored that they have done some experience on other sentience. So that is that is what you get with your success, and yeah. with your threat, you think they love outsiders. Okay, I just like. Very blandly, matter of factly, just kind of state all of that information. Just like you're reading of, it, like basically, like, I'm like reading it off of. So off as of they're suggesting, media. oh, you guys can just walk in. You go on that rant. Yep. All right. So what it sounds like to me is these are the types of people I am not going to get along with <laughs> inherently. Oh boy. <laughs> Arrogant. Hold up, hold up. Wait, wait. Let's backtrack a second. Why are we doing this pro bono? Well, we're not. So that was the the part that we didn't get to because I was interrupted by a new member of the crew who felt it necessary to tell me how scared she is of getting shot. Whatever. By poison stuff. We're going to steal everything. If it's not bolted down, it's going on the night out. All right? (laughs) Everything in the medical facilities, full of rich people crap. All right? These people sound like they probably got paintings. On the walls, gold trim on everything. If it's na- if it's not nailed down, we're putting it in the ship. So what you're saying we're okay with this plan, right? I think things through. <laughs> so what you're saying is, it's okay to do pro bono work as long as we can for free. If we can rob the crap out of someone, if we do not so, pay to get the information, <laughs> <laughs> so if we if we had to pay to get the tip, but they gave us for sure stuff to steal, because this isn't even giving us for sure stuff to steal. So if we had to pay to get the tip. Then we should pay and get the tip, and then get the money so we can sell the medical stuff then. No, we should never pay to get tips because they might not pan out. But if they do, if they seem from a reliable source, we should uh, definitely. Words from an amateur. What are your thoughts, Baxter? <laughs> I'm indifferent. Good job, Baxter. That's what I programmed you for. What is my opinion? Baxter, we're going to have a long discussion later on about how you don't have those. <laughs> Okay. He does too. He's a nice droid, even if he looks like a monster. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you asking questions? <laughs> Anyways, regardless, the takeaway from this is we should buy tips off of people. No, we never do that. Anyways, moving on. I'm we just are saying, going to rob this place blind. Awesomely. I'm just saying, if it seems like a worthy cause, sometime in the future, we should buy tips off of worthy causes. Well, we don't do anything for worthy causes. This is a very unworthy cause. We're doing this for a criminal. That is called... What's it called? It's a... A favor. No, no, there's a word for it. Oh, never mind. An exchange? No, it's like when you have... You have, like, loyalty to your own... Solidarity. It's having solidarity with thieves. (laughs) There we go. So, so hypothetically, then, if we're on the run, and there's other group that happens to be on the run that, like, 
seems to be allied with us, paying them for a tip wouldn't be bad because of solidarity. We're still going back to... It's hypothetical. We are on the run. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're right. We are. And we need to do this job. So, I would suggest, Evelyn, go in during the day, maybe, with Baxter nearby in case things get bad, scope it out, see how many people are there, then we return at night and do what we do. Alright. I like this plan. I'm excited for this plan. So, you want me to fly... Over it? Yeah, just get some eyes and just scope it out a little bit. You know, don't make it fly casually. That's what I'm saying. Fly, fly casual, got it. <laughs> okay. So, that big piloting space? With the with the speed of cutscene, um, you know what? Yes, because uh, I think that's completely acceptable. You can do fly, uh, piloting people. space. Um, Thank you. To, to kind of slowly fly over it, oh, looking it? casual. Um, I'm going to put it at a three again. Can you make perception checks while she flies over? He How absolutely janky makes. is the night owl right now at this point? Is it janky? It's pretty janky. Pretty janky. How difficult of a perception check is this? Uh, I'm also going to go with three. Two successes, two threats. Beautiful. Isn't it great to be good at piloting? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my goodness, I am not rolling well tonight. Okay, so so your piloting though uh, means that you guys. What did you say? Successes. Two successes and two threats. I two successes yet. and two threats. Well, but this is just for the piloting. Oh, sorry, sorry. A triumph on the perception. The oh. And I fail with a triumph. Overall, you fail. Okay. I so got an advantage. <laughs> first, let's tackle the flying. Um. So. The so you you succeed so you're definitely flying casually enough that like people just think you're kind of heading towards uh towards the capital no big deal okay um maybe the threats probably... would be that I'm going through I don't know how much atmosphere they have but I'm going through clouds so I'm not super noticeable but then they don't get as good of a view um. We're taking in too much ozone, and that starts messing with the start, the ignition starter, so, like, our key no longer works. <laughs> you have to bang on it with a hammer, is what you're saying? Yeah, like, that, that, that should be our threat. <laughs> I don't know, what do you think? I think what I'm actually going to do, so I'm going to say your two successes go towards you flying casually enough that it's fine, and that you were able to get down through the atmosphere okay. well enough that no one really thought about it. Um, but your threats are that, uh, you guys are getting hailed and, like, people are like, hey, hey, um, um, hey, uh, come in, you guys, I, can I get your clearance codes? What's, what's your, hello? Sorry, one sec, second. I, like, fabricate static. Yeah. And then I lean over, Calco, where's the authentication? Uh. You, you have fake credentials, right? We do, but you're gonna be mad. What are your fake credentials? They're the night vowel. <laughs> you are by far the worst <laughs> person I've worked for. You're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. <laughs> the worst pirate I've ever heard of. <laughs> okay, so do you send over those credentials? Yes. Okay. Reluctantly. Um. Hang on, let me let me see something really quick. 
Um, whoever has the best cool, uh, go ahead and I'm gonna say cool. I think is probably the most, probably the best one. Uh, just to see if those credentials go through. I got three green. Three green. At least three green. I think. One green. One green. So maybe not Baxter. One green. One green. Okay, so uh, Evelyn right now? What am I wrong? Um, I'm going to say it is a one difficulty, but I'm going to give you a black die for it. Because the Because knife. it's the night owl. <laughs> I fail with two advantages. Whew. All right. So, um, I'm gonna say that you're, uh, so you, so they don't believe that this is actually your ship. No, excuse me, nobody, no, you get to choose fake credentials, right? Nobody makes up a name like that. <laughs> I can tell you. Exactly. Does that give a blue dot to something? <laughs> uh, wait, oh, is that, is Amira saying that? Yes. Oh. But you uh, said that they were, like, not believing it. And I was gonna add. I was assuming they were like, "That's that's not your. That's not a real thing." And like nobody, nobody makes that up. I have. A oh, I see. What do you think? Do you have a bit? I do. Um, I want to get on the communicator and go. Look. So, could you guys just do us a favor on this one? Look. And I like kind of like put my hand over to try to block it from Evelyn. I. I let a little girl name the ship, and she thought it was funny. That's not the real name of the ship. But whenever we have her send the credentials. She always sends it because she thinks it's cute, you know. She's adorable. Um, I feel like there's a deception in there somewhere. Roll, yeah, roll me a deception, but I am going to give you uh, at least one blue die for Evelyn's roll because they're kind of... And, and actually, you know what? Difficulty? what? Difficulty. I'm going to put it at two again. Uh, yeah, and just take one blue die for... Woo! That is... Just a bunch of successes, so I succeed. Cool, they they totally believe you then, like, oh well, I I can I can see how a little girl would think that's funny. Just you know, maybe next time make sure you have the right name. Right. Uh, I won't let her send the credentials next time. Thank you, sir. I am going okay, to so <laughs> Evelyn, look, you're useful in that way, man. It's handy. I am going to kill you. Okay, so that worked out fine. And then remind me, does that, uh, do you guys remember what your perception checks were? I had a triumph and a failure. You had a triumph and a failure, and you had an advantage? I had an advantage. You had an advantage. I have a thought for the triumph. What do you think your triumph is? Can the triumph just be that there's a landing pad on top of the... Sh on top of the Oh, like a helipad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there actually is one. Uh, Could it so be that I this, saw that? You are, <laughs> yes, you are, you are totally able to see that. Um, Perfect. It's kind of like uh, you saw, I showed you guys, it's like an L-shaped building. It, the pad's just kind of right off to the side here. It's like their, their parking lot. Oh, let's say. Per se. I saw it and it's empty. For a triumph. For the triumph. Yeah. If you combine Zach's. <laughs> you can take my my advantage for that as well. I'm... Do we have any light side points? That feels like a good light side kind of thing. Yeah, we can, we can burn a light side point. Yeah, I mean, sure. Light okay. side point is empty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so the light side point is that the parking lot is currently empty. Uh, I would say right now it's roughly like... Like three o'clock in the afternoon, too. So you don't know exactly how their workday schedule works, but right now the parking lot's empty. Um, and then for your advantage, um, I find huh. a stick of bubblegum on the floor <laughs> that <laughs> I mean, is still wrapped up. 
It doesn't matter. Like, I don't need an advantage for it. Like, it's minor enough. That it's minor yeah. enough that I'm not too worried. Yeah, I think that's small enough. So, so we'll just yeah. yeah. If you're okay with that, we'll just ignore that advantage. All right. So uh, no, so he gets bubblegum. Oh, he gets bubblegum. Bubble there you go. Yep, I'm loudly up. like blowing bubbles. It's it's space double bubble, so it's like good for all of twelve seconds. That'll be good for your disguise. Good thinking. <laughs> okay. I, I need gum now. I pop it in your face. <laughs> so that's what you guys know. What would you like to do? I think we're just landing there. Yeah. Oh, you're just yeah. gonna, you're gonna straight I'm, up landing. I'm gonna get in disguise. You know, by disguise, I mean I'm gonna make myself look pretty because I'm 15 and don't realize the importance of disguises yet. How difficult is it to make myself look pretty? To make yourself look pretty, um, yeah, you're good at stuff. I'm gonna say a one. Heck yeah, I can finally succeed at something. <laughs> if I fail this, I'm gonna like cry. <laughs> I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. Hey, I look real pretty. I have four successes and two advantages. Aw. Well, there you go. You look very, very pretty. I look very pretty, and t- I want to look somewhat touristy. Also, I have my blaster hidden on me, if that is all right, because that's all the same check. Uh, yes. Yes, I'll let you have that for what you yeah. rolled. Because, I mean, you, you to hide stuff on you, use the same, you use Skulldudgery as well, so... Yeah, I'm staying on the ship until nighttime. You're, gonna... you're staying on the ship until nighttime. Yeah, so I have it, like, strapped to my thigh under my shorts, because I'm cool like that. Okay. My little holdout blaster. Or late blaster. I don't even know what I have anymore. It's been a while since I've looked at my gun. Okay. Alright, so um so you you land the ship easily and nice empty parking lot, so it works out fine. So Evelyn is is going up? With Baxter. Well Baxter's following from a respectable distance. Yep. Okay. So where are you guys on the roof then? It's not the roof. It would oh, be bringing okay. you to the first floor. It's like a parking lot. Oh, so, yeah, parking. Oh, are we parking at the building? Are we That's what I was asking you guys. Oh, yeah. If we can park at the building, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. I definitely have one of those floppy hats on. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, it's cold, though, isn't it? It is very cold, but the way is... I'm in a parka with a yeah. floppy hat. <laughs> I'm not wearing Put like... a sun hat. You got a sun hat. A <laughs> sun hat and a parka. Okay. Hundred percent. This was happening. So you guys, you guys, uh, uh, get out. It, ooh, yay! Power came back on. Huzzah! The night, the night owl was out without power. Yes, we were. We were yay! Okay. So you guys, um, you guys get out, and uh, thankfully it's a it's a fairly nice day. It was a little cloudy when she was flying in, but but it's it's a fairly nice day. And uh, you walk up to where the doors would be, because obviously there's doors for employees trying to get in for their their shift, Uh, and they are locked with a lovely sign that says, please enter through the lobby around the front. So so Baxter and Evelyn, uh, please, please go around to the lobby in the front. Yeah, we'll follow. We're trying to be inconspicuous, so we'll follow around to the lobby. We're on, are we on comms with you guys? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, is are we at a vantage point where we can see I don't know, more than they can like the ship with the ship scanners? I don't know. Um Trying to think of a way I can be useful to them on the ship. Yeah, let me see real quick. You don't have to be useful. We can go on blind. Could I you know. like climb up the side of the building? Let me like sit on top of it. Yeah. Like keep an eye out. With a sniper rifle? Yeah. Would you want to? I mean, if just shoot anyone who comes near the hospital. <laughs> you show them for getting um, hurt. 
If if you would like to use your scanners to see if like any if there's like life forms or anything nearby, sure. um, I would say you can do that. Uh, it's going to be a, a three difficulty. Okay, and that's perception, right. and that would be perce- perception. Okay, if it doesn't work. I can just play solitaire. Ooh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Nope. Okay, so something about the planet is jamming the scanners right now. Uh, you think it's perfectly normal, and... Uh, I curse out the Empire, and then go back to playing solitaire. Exactly. I feel like it's not even, like, like a strong curse. It's just kind of like... Eh. Crip and imps. <laughs> it was like, eh, Crip, as you're, like, placing, like, a card. So you don't know if it's because the scanner's not working, or because the move you wanted to do in solitaire didn't oh, work out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you guys go around to the front door? Yep. Okay. Um, Are we staggering our entrance or no? Yeah. I'm okay. staying a good several feet, maybe 12, 10, 20 feet behind you. Before I can see you still, but not like awkwardly right behind you. <laughs> awkwardly right behind me in the way that you're following me with 20 feet behind. Right. It's not like he's following you on a date. He's following I'm just you. stalking you. Yeah. Okay. So you go up and try the door? Yep. The door is locked. Now, what, uh, I don't know, I don't think I pointed it out on the map. What you do know, because this is a medical place, there is a greenhouse that was on the map that's kind of off to the side. I'm also going to give you, since it's a cold planet, you would kind of guess they probably have, like, a way to get, um, get around kind of underground to keep, in case there's, like, really bad storms or something. So, uh, so that is an option to you as well. Is there anyone, can I see anyone inside the doorway? You do not. Do I see anyone around? No. I'm going to pick that lock. What, where <laughs> is the door on this, like on the L shape? Uh, on the L shape. Like, is it the, the, the short side or the long side? Or what? Do, let me get to the one that you guys can see. And it's like here. So you guys are parked back here. Okay, by the short side of the L. By the short side of the L. Okay. Here, I'll flip it around. You guys are parked over here. This is the, the parking lot. So, hello, ship. Um, the door, the main door is right here on the inside of the L. Okay, the inside corner. The inside corner. So sh- okay. they had to walk all the way around. So we can't see them. Anymore. So you cannot see them right now. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, how, how hard is it to pick this lock? Probably like a hand scanner or like a keypad. So I'm gonna go with uh, you know what? It's it's a two difficulty. Okay. Is this electronics or what? Uh, computers. Computers. Yeah. Uh, it's computers yeah, is way worse. It's computers. Caitlin, what? I had skullduggery because she said keypad, so I could say. Oh. But no, now you made it so much. Keypad sounds like computer. But I still succeed with a threat. You still succeed with a threat. Okay. So, uh, you do manage to get the door open. Uh, Your threat is that you start hearing an alarm go off. Evelyn? Baxter did it. It's not true. Okay, Baxter can't lie, so... um, (laughs) Did you set off an alarm because you picked a lock? Baxter did it. Evelyn, tell me the truth. Did you set off an alarm because you picked the lock? Baxter, did Evelyn set off an alarm because you picked the lock? (laughs) Can't shut his off. It's internal. Um, I I think I think she did. I'm still back a little behind her. Looked like she was trying to fill a door. Tell tell Evelyn that I'm proud of her. That's exactly how this crew works. That's how this crew works. So so you guys, Evelyn, Calco's proud of you. (laughs) 
So you guys did manage uh, to get the door open, and I'll say you guys managed to get the door open normally. Uh, what you can see inside the lobby is there's like there's like a clear like like receptionist desk where you can probably shut off that alarm. Okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go search that out. And that is going to be a three computers. Okay. So, Baxter, you are welcome to help with that as well. Yeah, I, I, mine's not any better. Mine. I think uh, if you make well, an what assist. What is your? You, I have two green. That's the same as mine. You can so make you, an assist. That's yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to navigate Evelyn through like menus and stuff, trying to see if I can see if I can help her find find where those controls are. Mm-hmm. I swear, there's usually just a button you have to push somewhere. Which, hey, I succeed with three threats. Okay. <laughs> Is it like a button under the desk? Like, I would think so, button? yeah. It's... Oh, I, it's definitely like the help button that calls the police. Oh. You know, like like you hit it and... Okay, so, so you manage to turn it off, and when you turn it off... Um, I have the threats in mind, so don't okay. worry about those. Um, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about those. As Evelyn casually turns it off and so, Zach starts to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> so Evelyn manages to turn it off with a little help from Baxter trying to find it. And uh, when it goes off, you notice it gets, like, eerily quiet. So, like, you can still hear the alarm echoing as you um as it as it goes off so Kelko, are you there yeah what's up i'm pretty sure this place is abandoned oh well i guess not a big deal then that you set off the alarm by the way proud of you reckless actions always encouraged i told her thank thank you what did you i don't know if i really like reckless actions you know like it seems kind of careless and and dumb. Like, me and Baxter just running into something without thinking about our actions beforehand. <laughs> it doesn't seem like something we should do again. Baxter, listen to your programming. Not to her. <laughs> murder everything? There you go! Please don't murder me. Do you oh, remember, no, I will murder you. Do you remember okay. if you got any threats or advantages on that scanner? No, she just failed. I, I think it was a straight it wash. It was just a straight yeah. wash. Everything was you had one canceled. failure, so... No? You had one failure. Okay. However, that. Amira. Amira, I think maybe we just go, go inside and rob the place. No one's there. I guess so. It seems like why would you abandon it though? Well, That's... look, man, beggars can't be choosers. I, I suppose. Do you have to question everything? Can't you just have a little bit of fun, Amira? Uh, not not when my life's on the line. <laughs> Amira, I question the line of work that you got into <laughs> more and more. <laughs> Corvo was way more fun than her. Well, remember what happened to Corvo? It was Corvo. Well, it's not so much who Corvo is and where he is. It's what's important and where he is is in three different places. <laughs> Possibly four. We only found three. Now, did Corvo get careless and no. end up dead? No, Kelco did. Kelco gave him a thermal detonator that already had the pin pulled. That is not fair. That is only telling half the story. Never give me back. Never take anything I hand you. It only goes badly. So I think, I think we're, just gonna, we're just gonna go. So Which entrance do you want to do? That is a valid point. I say we go in the entrance we're not supposed to go into. Just kick the door down. It's the same one that they did. 
Well, the no, they went through the front door. Okay. There was an employee's entrance oh, right, right. that is locked that told them to go around. Because uh, heaven sure. forbid our party stay together. Time out. Can I do a check to see if there's cameras around? You can do a check to see if there's cameras around. <laughs> okay. that, Why did that, you would, that, that would be perception. How difficult that because I'm uh, I, I think that's fairly easy. Thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a one, but I'm gonna give you a black die because I feel like you guys are a little distracted right now. I was gonna ask if I could have a blue die since I'm good with computers, but that's nope. fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <laughs> I do succeed. Wow, yeah, I succeed, succeed with an advantage. Okay, so you notice that there are cameras, um, but they seem to be like. So when you when you're looking at the back of the building, there's like two cameras, kind of like on the employee door. One is kind of blinking on and off red, like, really slow. So you're pretty sure that one could be on. Mm -hmm. But the other one is clearly fake. This is for the employee door? This is just for the employee door. Okay. Getting a real weird vibe off this place. Yeah, just a little bit. Like a real weird vibe about every... These cameras are clearly fake. At least one of them. That one looks like it might be on. So the whole medical facility is is fake just to make people think that they're making medicine when they're not. What would be the point of that? So you two have stepped off the ship at this point. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> just kidding. I would. If we're gonna be, wa- are we walking right now, or is something happening as soon as we step off the ship? You guys are on the ramp of your ship. Okay. On the ramp of your ship. And just vaguely over the top of the building, because remember, you guys are in the back, you see an Imperial transport going to park in the front of the building. So is that, that's in front of the entrance? That That would be in front of the entrance that those two went in. Okay, and the employee entrance is on the... This is where you guys are, over here. And the, the transport is going to park... Right there. Okay, and we're trying to get in the employee entrance. You guys were first. It was just the one over here. So. Oh, I see. You guys came in this, or are looking at coming in this way. Evelyn and Baxter are in here, in the lobby. Okay. And the Imperial Transport is coming down right by their entrance. Right by their entrance. Okay, so it disappears, like, on the other side of the building, basically, that we were going in. Okay. Yes. Thanks again for listening to the first episode of Live from the Night Owl, Flashback. The crew will be back again next week. Star Wars and Edge of the Empire are owned by George Lucas, Lucasfilms, Disney, Lucasbooks, and Fantasy Flight Games. Music for the show is provided by Eric Matthias at www.soundimage.org. Until next time, may the Force be with you.